Yeah, what's up? Can we talk? Absolutely. What do you guys want to talk about? Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Dad Talks. I'm your host, JT Zrodnik, and as always, I'm excited that you have joined for another episode. I'm excited uh, to talk about today's topic, uh, beginning to think about what's your why, but I'm also excited, but also sad that it the season one is almost over. There's only two episodes left, but I'm excited for what's to come. I'm excited that I did it, that I've done a whole season at eight episodes. It's been so much fun. I'm excited to begin to think about season two, what that's going to include, what that looks like, and just keep going with this thing. I've enjoyed it so much. Uh, It's been a lot of fun for me. And so the last two episodes are going to be awesome. You don't want to miss them. You have the interview that I've teased throughout this whole season with my good friend, Toby McCarter, and it was one of my favorite episodes by far. You know, I enjoy creating these podcast episodes with you guys, but most of the time it's just me and a computer in a room by myself, looking at the screen, trying to, you know, just doing it. So it was fun to have an interview, to talk with someone, to, um, yeah, laugh, cry, talk about dads, fatherhood, growing up, just a lot of good stuff. It was an awesome interview. It's a great episode. It is a little longer. Um, but I don't think you'll mind at all. You'll, it goes by so fast. It was a lot of fun just to have a conversation with Toby. We'll have the last episode, season, or last episode, uh, which is episode eight, just wrapping everything up, giving a challenge to you of just talking about our legacies. And there will be a bonus episode letting you guys in on that right now. Um, it's just another episode as we dive deeper into one of the topics we talked about this season. So make sure to stay tuned for all of that. Um, following us on me on Spotify or Apple podcasts or wherever you listen, just to make sure you know when those come out. Uh, so today let's get to it. What are we talking about? What's in it for you, the listener? Well, we're talking about what's your why, what is the motivation behind the legacy you want to leave? But for some of you, you may be thinking about of like, I don't even know what you're talking about. My why, my legacy, like I, I haven't given any thought. I'm just trying to make it through today or the next hour, next minute. And so this episode's for you as well, just saying how can we kind of help you to begin to think long-term and just get out of the day-to-day. So I would think about your why as, you know, the, the thesis statement for your life. And I know as soon as I said that, some of you guys are like, dude, I barely passed high school English, so I have no idea what you're saying. And so I say thesis statement because uh, I remember in college, you know, one of my profs talked about it or, or described it this way, right? The thesis statement is the funnel for your paper. And he would say, spend all, not all your time, but as much time as needed to get that thesis statement solid because it's the funnel to where everything you read about, research, write, funnels through that to support your thesis statement. And if it doesn't support it, get rid of it cut it out. It doesn't, you know, it just, then everything else becomes white noise. Like you just want to focus on this. And so that's what I think about with the why, right? It's your thesis statement that everything funnels through that and to where anything outside, right? It just becomes white noise or just, you just begin to become lost, right? Just kind of in some papers, right? Just rambling on and on and on. It just makes no sense. And so you can think of it 
you know, for the lower reading level of it's just the main idea, right? The theme of your life. It's, you know, the main story of the book is about. And, and so that leads into that idea of like, does your story matter? Right? Does it matter for you to leave a legacy? Like, why does it matter? Does it even matter? Why are we even talking about it? And so, to quote from one of my all-time favorite movies, and I would say one of the greatest movies of all time, Gladiator. Right? And, it, I mean, you can debate me, but I don't care. Gladiator is a fantastic movie. It's so good, I would say, stop whatever you're doing right now and go watch it. Rewatch it. If you haven't watched it, stop whatever you're doing. Call in sick, rent it, watch it now. It's it's so good. And right, you remember the scene. If not, I'll describe it to you. In the beginning of the movie, Russell Crowe, his character Maximus, is the the general. He's getting ready to lead his troops into battle, and he's giving them you know the motivational talk and getting them pumped up, ready to go fight for you know for him. And um, he he tells them. He says this line, it's stuck with me. He says, what we do in life echoes in eternity. Now, Maximus and I don't have the same beliefs, but I do believe our lives have an eternal impact, eternal impact, right? I think, I do believe what we do now impacts, has echoes in eternity. And, and if they didn't, I don't think there'd be a point to our lives. I don't understand people that just say, you know, there, there's nothing after this life. And not just because, yeah, I, I believe, you know, as I said, I'm a Christian. So I believe because, you know, the way I've lived, because what Jesus did for me, like I'm going to live in heaven forever with him. And that's my motivation. I mean, that's what's helping me understand that this life, this isn't home and is what keeps me moving forward. But, but anyways, the point, like, there has to be a point to our lives because then it's just like, what are we doing? It's just like I said with the thesis statement where we're just rambling on with no direction. And that just sounds terrible, but that's how a lot of us live, right? We're just rambling on with no direction. And then we're just frustrated when life doesn't go our way or it doesn't work out or we're stuck in some job that we hate or our marriage is just terrible and sour and you know the the love is gone and the the spark is gone and you know you wake up and your kids hate you all this stuff and like people just complain and be like oh i just my life sucks and it's like do something about it and and i'm, I'm guilty as the other guy because l- literally like two days ago i was just texting a friend about this of just like gosh i just feel stuck and i just complained about uh, you know life for a little bit and he's like fine do something about it if you don't like this then change it and that's that's great advice but part of where I'm stuck now of going I don't know where I'm heading and if I knew where I was heading right when you then in these moments where you just feel lost you can go back to that your why and going okay here's where I'm going here's my motivation here's how I'm going to get through it so I, I do think our lives, our stories matter. And that, as I said, we're leaving legacy. Because if we're all honest, Christian or not, religious or non-religious, we all know that there's more to life than money, fame, and power. But the question is, what is it? Right? I, I mean, let's be honest. Even the most, the richest people, and they're usually the ones that do get of like, when I die, 
yeah, my money will live on, but it's eventually going to run out or my, you know, kids will waste it or like there's more to life than just that. And so beginning to think about why, what's your why, how does it impact your story and asking yourself this question, what is the story your kids will tell their kids about you? Right, that puts it in perspective. A beginning to think about, does my life matter? Does my story matter? Yeah, because there's a story your kids are going to tell their kids about you. And, you know, Toby and I talk about this in our interview of just like, what are our kids going to say about us when, you know, if they do a podcast 30 years from now? What will they remember? Or put it a better way of going, what do I want? my kids to remember? What What do I want them to remember about me and how I led them and loved them and their, their family? Right? What What kind of legacy do I want to leave? That that's, that's what I'm hoping you're getting with this of saying it does matter and you are leaving a legacy. So why not begin to think about it now and saying, what kind of legacy do I want to leave? So let me let me do a little quiz with you. I want to read you a purpose statement from a well-known company. I want to see if you can figure out who it is. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the name of the company. Obviously I will here in a little bit, but I, I just want to see if you can figure it out. So here's their purpose statement. They say to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with, and it's this company. Do you have any idea? Any idea? Let me read it to you again. Their purpose is to glorify God by being faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all who come into contact with. Did you figure it out? I'm going to guess you can figure it out. It's it's Walmart. (laughs) No, it's not Walmart. It's Chick-fil-A. And the crazy thing is their purpose statement has nothing to do with making delicious chicken. And, you know, you can debate. You can say, hey, Chick-fil-A, I don't like it, whatever. But just that point of their why has nothing to do with chicken. Because then listen to this, their mission statement. Here's their mission statement. To be America's best quick service restaurant at winning and keeping customers. Again, nothing about making delicious chicken. But the result is delicious chicken. That, that's just like, again, a product of how they want to live. It's, you know, their avenue to which they can accomplish their purposes. I mean, if you've been to Chick-fil-A, you know they do exactly that. It's one of the greatest places to be. And I think it's because they've created that culture and everyone knows why we're here, why we're doing what we do. And it's more than just trying to cook and make money. There's so much to it. It just, I mean, I know everybody uses Chick-fil-A for all their examples and everything, but there's a reason why because of that right there. And, you know, it's, it's their why that motivates them to do more than just delicious chicken. Because if that's all they aimed for, they wouldn't be Chick-fil-A, right? People rarely talk about the food at Chick-fil-A. And let's be honest, it's a chicken sandwich. It's a pretty basic chicken sandwich 
that has that is set on fire when you put the Chick-fil-A sauce on there. I mean, that's the really the only reason I go to Chick-fil-A is to just get that sauce. And now that I can buy it, pff, do I need you Chick-fil-A? Yeah, I'll come back, but it's the sauce, right? But regardless, coming back to it, you know, people rarely talk about the food. It's the the service, the experience, right? The people saying, "My it's my pleasure." It's the atmosphere. You walk in, all Chick-fil-A's look, smell, feel the same. You get the same experience everywhere. And the employees like want to be there and are excited to serve you. And it just, I mean, that's why I'm happy to give them my money. But, you know, why do they do these things? Because it's the purpose for existing as a company. Everything you see them doing, right, to glorify God, be a faithful steward, and have a positive influence. You can see that every time you go into Chick-fil-A. And that's the key. The, or the key to all those is the why. And that's, again, focusing on you. Why does Chick-fil-A exist? Well, here's what they said. So asking you, why do you exist? And so challenge or even begin to think of it this way. Think about your family in terms of a company. Why does your family exist? What do you hope to accomplish? And you go, well, my family exists because, well, when two people love each other, they have bait. Yes, I get how that works. But have you ever thought about that to have a missional mindset of going, why does, you know, my last name is Rodnick. Why does this Rodnick family exist? Why are there these three kids that now exists? And, and why has, you know, what happened happened? Now, what are we going to accomplish? How does that change my why? Right? But beginning to think about it in that term and, and think about like, dad, you know, in the sense, you're the boss, you're the CEO, so you can lead the vision and the direction. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you tell everybody what to do because again, look at Chick fil A, that ain't how it works. You're working with your wife, right? You guys are partners and saying, how do we make all these things work? But it starts with you, dad. What's your why? Why do you want to be a good dad? As you begin to figure that out, that's going to set the tone for the rest of the house, for everyone else. So my why, it used to be, I just need to be better than my dad and then I'm good. Like that was it. That was my motivation of like, if I can just be better than him, I'm good. But like, what kind of standard is that? Because he set the bar pretty low. And it doesn't really cause me to rise up and go, okay, let's it to go accomplish something great. It allows me to keep the bar super low as well, right? If I'm like, okay, he was a one, so I just need to be a two. And if I do that, that that's a win. Like, really? Because when do you ever hear someone say like, well, oh, this year we just need to be better than the worst team and then we're good. No, right? You don't hear a coach go up and they're like, all right, man. Uh, we're just going to try to win two games this year. If we win two games, we're good. Like that That's nobody's goal at the start of the season. It's not, you know, you've heard the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goals. Like thinking about fatherhood in those terms of like, what's the big, crazy goal I'm shooting for? But I think a lot of us dads live this way, that we're just like, well, if we can, you know, just get one win, we're good. 
because we didn't have a high standard set by our dads. And and it may, again, some of you, it's not even dad was terrible or passive. It's just, it's just something we don't, I don't know if we really ever talk about or think about it because let's be honest, having kids is really hard. It's exhausting. It's tiring. And, and even, you know, thinking out like summer's over and school is starting again going, what happened to summer? But it goes back to that very same thing I've talked about episodes before. All these little things that I've done, I'm hoping are creating these bigger moments for my kids. They're going, did we do amazing, crazy vacation this summer? No. But we did go, you know, drive through puddles in the pickup and get snow cones and swim and run in our bare feet, you know, do crazy stuff like that. But beginning to have a goal of saying, this is the direction we're going. Right. And and I'm not, as I say with our dads, I'm not saying all dads are bums. But you think about some of the generations before, it was like, you got your basic needs met. So, like, what more could you possibly want? You're fed, you have clothes, you have a house. Like, what else do you need from me, kid? Right. I mean, that's how some of you were raised. And it wasn't that dad was terrible or mean. It was just like, that's just how life was. That was our culture. And I know for me, I wanted way more. You know, I, I'm like, yeah, I know, or at least I think I know you love me, but like, could you show it every now and then? And then sometimes my generation, right? I'm 33, whatever. So I'm a millennial or somewhere in there. I, I, sometimes my generation has swung all the way to the other side and want to be like best friends with our kids and not the parents. Right, of like no discipline or what, like we're just going to be buddy buddies and we're peers, which you're not. When they're in your house, you know, you're the authority, and eventually you, those, you know, roles do begin to change. But anyway, right, you, you can be friends with your kids, but you have to be a parent first. And that's what kids need. They don't need another friend, they need a parent. So going back to my why of going, I just need to be better than my dad. It's based on a negative instead of a positive, right? And you would get into the mindset of, as long as I don't do this and this and this, then like, I'm good. Instead of going, thinking about like, I'm going to go do this, this, and this, right? The negative, you're like, well, just don't do these things and you'll be okay. It's passive instead of proactive. You know, even just of like, if I'm just around my kid, I'm already doing better, than my dad. Like, I'm good. If I'm just present, I've won, which is true. That's a step, but it's still undefined. Chick-fil-A's purpose, right? When you read it, it's, it's aspirational and it's instructive. It's defined. They invite their employees to be a part of the story that they're telling, right? As I said, good chicken is a a byproduct of what they're doing, It's it's the culture that they're creating that's leading them to this place. And so I want to draw from a business company to help us f- with figuring out our own whys. Because this company, that it's exactly what they do for multi-million dollar companies is to help them figure out their why. Why do they exist? And so the company is called StoryBrand. It's Donald Miller's company that he created. And their goal is to help companies clarify their message, and grow their business. That's it. 
And it's called StoryBrain because they believe in the power of storytelling to clarify a company's message and attract clients. And so that's how they do it, right? They're, their whole thing is saying, what is the story your company is trying to tell? And how can you bring in your customers to be a part of that? Where do they find themselves in that story? Because stories are powerful and we all want to be a part of a story. And so this is how they break it down. So in their, his book, Donald Miller's book, he has building a story brand. He gives you know a story in a nutshell. And it, it's pretty simple. It's the basic outline for any story is this. He says, there's a character who wants something, encounters a problem before they can get it. At the peak of their despair, a guide steps into their lives, gives them a plan, and calls them to action. That action helps them avoid failure and ends in a success. But here's three questions that he asks that as you're you know, watching a movie, reading a book, or even beginning to think about us as dads of going, number one, what does the hero want? Number two, who, is, who or what is opposing the hero getting what he wants? And then third, what will the hero's life look like if he does or does not get what he wants? And so I like this in helping us define our why because what dad doesn't want to be the hero of their family, right? I think every, I would like to think, especially if you're listening, you want to be the hero of your family. You you want to have that chance to help your kids out, to you know, that they come to you with a problem. You get to be the guide and help them out, but you want to be the hero of your family. And some of you don't, some of you don't feel like that. Some of you just feel like, gosh, I'm the villain or I've just failed or I'm, you know, just Sam instead of Frodo. And there's another nerd reference, but Sam's the man, right? He, I would say he's part of the hero. Anyways, right? So what dad doesn't want to be the hero of their family? So then he has another book, Donald Miller, and it's called Business Made Simple. And looking at that, because he breaks down then more kind of a business, just some more practical things to begin to think about how to figure out your why. So it has, uh, again, several steps. So one of them is create your mission statement. And that's what we're talking about with our why. What is our why? It says, once you have that, begin to think about key characteristics that will guide your development or help you you know, achieve your why and then uh, create a list of critical actions that will ensure you accomplish your mission. And so he breaks them down like this. You have the key characteristics, right? He says, so define the key characteristics you'll need to develop in order to accomplish your mission, and then you'll transform yourself and your team, or in our case, your family, right? So figuring out the why, that's the long term. That's the goal of saying, you know, why do I want to be a good dad? Well, you know, as I said, I want my daughters to find men that are, are like dad. And and I've set the goal high for the men they're looking for, someone that loves them, that cares for them. And then, you know, for my son, of he is someone, you know, women want to be with. He's respectful. He's caring. But, you know, the biggest thing, like he he respects me when he gets older and saying, you know, I like my dad and I want to be as a great as man or, you know, even better than my dad was. And that's a high standard to get to, too. So that's the why. But then, okay, that's why. How, how do we work backwards from that? Well, that's the critical actions beginning to go or 
uh, sorry, the key characteristics of being, what do I need to develop in me to accomplish that? Well, you know, the things I'm beginning to think about is my daughters. How am I tender? But then I have a son, so how am I tough and tender? I mean, they need both of that. If they need dad, tough and tender. How do I, you know, have empathy? How do I um, have a compassionate heart, have kindness, humility, meekness, patience? Those are a lot of the characteristics that I want. I want to have integrity, you know, that that, that I'm the same person in public as I am in private. And those are the characteristics, you know, and those... Those have taken me forever to think about, right? It's not just something that happens. You got to sit down and process through of what is the what what kind of man do I want to be? Okay. Or beginning to look at the guys that you respect and say, what characteristics do they have that I want to begin to work on? So those who that's number two, the key characteristics. And then it has the next thing of critical actions. And I like this because I mean this is like written for dads, simple to the point, easy. So he says, define three repeatable critical actions every person in your organization can take that will contribute to your mission. So again, putting this in a family, be anything for you. What are three repeatable critical actions that you can do to add to your why, to contribute to your why? And here's how he breaks them down. And And this is just awesome, right? So three, that's easy. We all can do three. It's not a hundred. It's not even 10. It's again, back to the legacy thing. It's the small habits that make the big impact. So the three simple things. So he breaks it down like this of what are the small critical actions that you can take every day to propel your mission forward? And then has these questions, are they simple and easy to execute? Are they repeatable and will they actually affect the mission? So that's, I mean, very practical and great of going, okay, what are three things that I can do today? And then every other day, are they repeatable, easy to execute? And do they help my mission? You know, and so one of the things that I do, action I take is waking up early every morning um, to be able to read my Bible and, and do a you know devotion, quiet time, whatever you want to call it. And some of you are like, I don't understand that. But that knowing I've got to take care of my spiritual health, emotional health, in order to care for my kids. That's something I have. That's that's a very critical action in being able to live or love my kids and accomplish my why. So just, you know, hitting that again, your why is the theme of your life is that story. And so beginning to think about you are the hero of your story and thinking about what are you trying to accomplish and, and what problems are you encountering that are stopping you from being the hero? And that goes back to what we've talked about is, are there wounds that are stopping you? Or is there stuff, is your job stopping you? You know, you need to maybe change some of your roles or get rid of some things that aren't working that are stopping you from being a great dad, right? Again, that thesis statement with that funnel, funnel of saying, are there things I need to cut out? Because if they're not helping me accomplish my mission, then it's not good. So think, you know, beginning to think your mission statement, that is the story. You're the hero. What do you want to accomplish? Key characteristics. What do you need to begin to develop to be that hero? 
And then actions. What are three actions you can take every day that are going to help you do that? And so, you know, like I said, reading my Bible. It could also be, you know, you're married saying, loving my wife or, you know, writing her a note or something to where the kids see you continue to be with them. And then it could even just be, you know, time with my kids. One thing that I've started doing, which has been fun, and it was on accident. I have my office chair in my room. And I think it was Genevieve came and sat down in it. And I was like, you know what? This is like office visits with dad. And so I said, everybody else out, you get five minutes with me to ask any questions you want. Tell me about your day. It's just you and me. And that's a great thing to where it's a simple, repeatable habit that I can invest in my kids because it's really hard to get alone time with three kids, right? So so that's the idea is you begin to think about your why. And so what are you taking away from this? Begin to chew on it. Think of the end. What kind of legacy do you want to lead? What characteristics do you need to get to develop to get you there? And what are some of the actions that you need to do every day to be able to achieve that goal? Right? It's it's the manly term of, you know, what's what's the battle you want to fight? What are the weapons that you need to take with you to accomplish it? And what's the training you need to do to prepare you for that battle? Let's put it in that terms, right? So figure that out. Take time this week, the next week, month, process through of going, what is your why? Once you've got it, frame it, man. Give it to your wife, your kids, your friends. Put it somewhere you can read it every day. So you see it and go back and going, okay, am I doing this today? And then it'll be 10 years later or it'll be your son or daughter is graduating and you're like, oh my gosh, did I have all my time? You look back and you know what? I accomplished my goal. Even if it wasn't every day, it was three, four times, you know, days a week. That's a, that's good knowing that I accomplished this to where the impact it has on my kids after that. So write out your why so it can motivate you. And just ending with that, this question that I asked at the beginning is what is the story you want your kids to tell their kids about you? Right? What is the story you want your kids to tell their kids about you? Once you answer that, then you have found your why. All right, guys, that's it for this episode of Dad Talks. Thanks again for listening. Make sure to follow uh, me on Spotify to stay up to date when new episodes come out or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what we're doing, please leave a review because that seriously, that helps out so much. It pushes us up in the algorithm. It gets more exposure to where people can see it. So I'd greatly appreciate a review. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you guys next time.